and welcome once again to the How Long to Beat podcast. Uh, as always, I am Rick. Alex is Alex. Hey. And Paula is Paula. And you are you, wonderful, valued listener. Um, this week, we're going to talk completions, and it's not just me, which is nice. Uh, we're going to talk retirements, which is controversial. Uh, we're going to talk what is, <laughs> and we're going to talk what's playing. Yes. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. I've got something for this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> is this a thing in Discord now? <laughs> it's a thing in it Discord is. now. <laughs> oh dear god wait do you have nitro is it like a special thing i don't think so i will tell you how i found out about this as part of the playing it is vaguely related oh god already. <laughs> what are you oh god no 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 stop stop oh god you're destroying the recording <laughs> oh you're welcome um oh i see them in gonna... the corner oh that's horrible yep. oh no now now i have a fucking like this is like a shock jock now that i <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> dear god to be fair there are server specific noises that is a thing oh no i don't i don't but even they're... i don't even want to know they're like a higher tier of nitro. That's a whole thing. Um, yeah, I bet. Right. Sidebar completed. Once we finish talking about what we've been playing, uh, we're going to talk about the future of the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, what's going to be going on there. Uh, and then we're going to finish up with how long, how to, long beat to beat the, the game. game. Oh, I raw dog that. I just went in with nothing. Um, <laughs> Alex, why don't you go in and tell us about something, namely the game that you finished this yeah. week. Uh, I finally beat Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, Woo! Yeah, it's, aw it's awesome. It's really freaking Okay, I swear to God, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, though, no, please stop. <laughs> it's gonna, you're making a nightmare for the edit. <laughs> All right, there we go. Get rid of the freaking clapping. This is, gonna, this is gonna kill me. I'm so glad that this is only coming now after our news later. All right. Um, now, I'm going to finish here. So, uh, playing Resident Evil 4 Remake, um, beat it. It's really fantastic. Like, genuinely awesome. And they sell it right to the end. Like, I have to say, um, what I like, too, is that there's still the cheapness of, like, if you just buy the rocket launcher, you can basically one-shot the boss at the very end. Um, okay. You could always do that in the original one as well. Um, and I was, I was seeing, I was like, I wonder if you still could do it with this one, too. And you totally can. Um, and I was like, damn, that's, I'm glad they kept this. Um, final boss is excellent. The, I, I have to say, I think that this version cleaned up the ending section of the game a little bit better than in the, than in the original. Cause I found that in the original and this one to some extent, when you get to, and I talked about this a little bit last week, when you get to the Island, so there's an Island that you end up on, right? When you get there, um, it, it starts to drag a little bit, right? Like that's sort of the, the moment where things start to feel a little like you're like, oh, okay, we're coming up on the end. Now we just have to face waves and waves of enemies in order to get there. Um, and that is still sort of a bit of a thing. It, it would be a bigger deal if the game wasn't so tight and fun. Um, then I would probably be like, you know, genuinely annoyed by this. But because it's so well made, it's, uh, it's so like tight and everything's good on it. Um, I didn't mind too much. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, it was fine. Um, mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have like a lot more to say on this one because I've talked about it so much now um, over the last uh, few weeks. But basically all I can say is that like they nailed it. And if you've never played Resident Evil, this is a really great one to go in on. Um, it's kind of the high of the series. They did actually still tease a lot of stuff. Like they kept a lot of the, the teases that they have had. And so I'm, I'm now very, very curious but whether or not they're going to try and remake five and six, because five and six, while critically not loved, are actually some of the most popular games in Japan in the Resident Evil um, series. They often rate very highly amongst players there. So I think it was one of those games where like, Critically, it went a bit off the rails, but like they're actually fun to play with a per with another person because uh, they're co-op ones, right? Um, sure. Which I think was the problem is that it really deviated from what Resident Evil was. Their stories are also kind of batshit. It went it went a little too batshit, and they tried to spread a little too far. Um, that being said, I don't know. Capcom's been on a roll. If anyone could salvage that game, those games in particular, and make them something um, a little more interesting. I think it's Capcom, um, especially if they're continuing to release, you know, after Village, if whatever Resident Evil 9 is, if they're continuing to release these sort of, you know, single player action, um, horror oriented games, uh, I think a remake of five and six would be easier to swallow, right? Um, that being said, I personally would prefer to see things like uh, Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil, and Resident Evil Veronica, Code Veronica. <clears throat> what is it? Is it a code name Veronica? That's what it is. I don't even know if it has a I think it's code color. Veronica. Yeah. Um, I would it is code Veronica. Is it okay? Perfect. I remember I won that um a long time ago in like an IGN thing. It was a whole thing. Anyway, uh I won this like Capcom bundle when I was young. I had to like guess like three music tracks when they had their old old game scoop podcast. Um yeah, and it was like it was like Ghost and Goblins. I think the only reason no one got all three, I was the only one who got Ghost and Goblins and Mega Man, right? because um, I played so much Ghost Goblins. Anyway, they sent me a shit ton of Capcom stuff. A bunch of PSP, like, you know, those, like, anime, like, videos that they had um, on there? They sent me a bunch of those. Just, like, tons of Capcom games, like Beautiful Joe and PN03 and Codename Veronica. I was way too young to play Code Veronica. Way too young. <clears throat> Did not understand what I was doing. Couldn't play it. I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's what I would like to see. So, yeah, that's Resident Evil 4 Remake. It's phenomenal. I am so happy I gave them my money for this. Uh, and I really, really, really at this point, Capcom, I think is my favorite developer at the moment. They've just been like, uh, everything they've been putting out for me, at least has been hitting exactly what I want. And I just really hope that, uh, they keep doing it. And I know that Dragon Dogma 2 is coming soonish. Um, and Soon, I, yeah. I can't wait for that either. I loved Dragon's Dogma as well. So it's a good time. It's good, good days for Capcom these days. Uh, hmm. Rick, what about you though? What did you beat? Actually, maybe I can segue you in with a little. See, look, I could be. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can you can you stop that now? Because you're kind of ruining the recording. <laughs> See, there you go. I had to set it up. <laughs> um, I fucking hated this game. Actually, I, really, I was quite warm. I was what? quite warm on it with my initial impressions. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah. It, I was, it See, it throws you like off, this. right? <laughs> and then I was feeling like this. And then I was feeling like this. Okay, that was a good use of the sounds. That was, that was... There's only six. For anyone who's listening, who's thinking, 
they could click another one. No, we can't. No, we can't. That's it. There that's all you've got for now as the, at the time of recording. Um, I found myself comparing this a lot unfavorably um, to Theatre Rhythm mm. for, for a few reasons. Firstly, um, the boss battles have various effects that obscure um, move around, change, speed up, rewind uh, the music track, which makes them a fucking colossal nightmare to play, uh, especially the final boss, which had me pretty close to retiring the whole damn thing. Um, but also, like, where Theatre Rhythm offers you the, the chance to play the song start to finish, and then you get a score at the end. The vast majority of rhythm games work that way. Taiko Tatsujin Rhythm Adventure only lets you play the full track through if you haven't successfully beaten all the opponents on the other side. It's almost a punishment to play the whole song. Mm. Um, and the, the RPG mechanics continue to be remarkably thin, which is fine when they're a, 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 an excuse to carry you through a really cool story, which this doesn't have, or they're a, a means to put you in front of a really cool combat mechanic or something like that. Um, this absolutely does not. Uh, you know, the, the taiko drumming is still good, and I think the biggest crime that this game commits is it actually, like, gave me a little bit of um, residual antipathy towards the taiko drumming. Um, such was the, the the failure of the package as a whole. Um, everything's half-baked. There's this weird sort of um, collect them all, like, enemies joining your party and then building them up mechanic which is utterly meaningless because you have story characters that you rotate through, that you pick up during the course of your adventure. There's very little reason not to pick them, uh, and there's only four slots to battle with, so you end up just with a massive roster of characters with nothing to do with them. Um, the graphics, they're not necessarily bad, but it's obvious that this started its life as a 3DS game. They're, they're pretty limited. Um, the track list is Decent, not as good as um, the the original sort of Switch Tyco game, um, and it's just oppressively dull outside of the drumming. And obviously, I've already gone over all of my problems with the drumming. Uh, the story, especially, makes no fucking sense. It tries to do this time travel story. It's so painfully twee, um, <laughs> like sickly sweet. And the, the, what little charm the, the, the Don and Cat characters have um, is utterly scrubbed by all the other uh, like OCs that they've dragged into the thing. Um, this is trash. The, the Taiko on Switch is good. Absolutely get Rhythm Festival or Drum and Fun. Um, don't touch the Rhythm Adventure with this number one with a barge pole. It's an awful, awful setup. And... Uh, the other thing, one thing that really, really wound me up, um, they clearly the developers realized partway through that actually what they had was pretty thin. Um, and so in the last couple of worlds, you start getting these random effects over tracks. Uh, they can include doubling the speed. Fair enough, it is what it is. Um, alternating the, the center hits and the edge hits, the rim shots. Again, in and of itself, fine. But there's one, and it appears with increasing frequency, called erratic. And it randomizes whether it's a Don hit in the middle or a, a rim shot on the outside. 
And because it randomizes it, you can end up with these awful combinations that one, don't match the song, and two, are nigh impossible to hit. And so it undermines everything that the game's doing. It's just a really bad package. And it makes me sad because on paper, it's a really, really cool concept. In execution, it utterly falls flat. And that was quite disappointing. Um, so yeah, go play theater them, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, that's me. That's my playing. That's our playing. Um, from, from sadness to controversy, um, I want to preface your retirement, Alex, uh, by cluing our listeners in on, uh, on what Paula had to say on the show notes. She's put next to your retirement, Rick, hold my trifles. Like, Shaniqua, hold my Rick. <laughs> hmm? um, do you want to tell us why that is, Alex? What did you do? Well, I've retired Tears of the Kingdom. Um... Hang on, 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 hang on. Hold on. Was coming. <laughs> that was Paula. All right. Go on, tell us um, I don't like it. I, I I don't like the game. I I think it's okay. Paula, what are you playing? This week? Um, yeah, <laughs> but like honestly, like but like honestly, I don't want to like I don't want to try and belabor the point too much on this. It's just like every time you don't want to try and force the point. Force the point. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, it's no. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go um i'm sorry headphone users um so <laughs> um well it's just like ultimately like okay just to give you an idea right like yesterday you know i wanted to go do a quest in the depths so i get my little point there right and it says oh you gotta go to this area and oh there's a big thing you gotta climb but all your special abilities aren't gonna work on it so you can climb up it if you want and, oh okay well Oh, you can't get close enough to it. It's built in a special little way, so you can't climb up it. And I go, okay, what am I supposed to do then? Oh, you probably need something from later. Or I don't know, maybe you could spend 30 minutes building a vehicle. Oh, no, I don't have enough charge. So I guess you could go do shrines or maybe you just go mine a bunch of fucking zonite and maybe get more charges. I suppose you could do that if you want. Maybe you could go run around slowly across this big-ass map and with nothing around and you do that, I suppose, or maybe you try to go find shrines, but it's fucking boring. It's open world games, you know, like it's, and I just don't, I don't love those anymore. Like, I feel like people, and this is what's blowing my goddamn mind. I hear people saying like, oh, Hyrule feels so lived in. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? It is a big empty nothingness. Like this map is so empty. It's just mountains and fucking nothing. And occasionally a construction thing. And then, like, maybe you find a house with a dude in it who's got a quest for you to go back into the nothing. I'm like, it's, there's nothing going on. I, I just, I, it's not fun. I don't know what it is. It's not fun. Like, I see people talking about, like, building all these crazy shit. And I was like, cool, if you're into that shit, man, have a blast. I am not into that shit. I don't want to spend hours and hours doing that. I really love playing Zelda to go on an adventure, solve interesting and fun puzzles, um in a fun you know sort of cohesive world um like i said the link between worlds those are my favorites um this game is meandering and i don't like to meander um it's also like i beat a a dungeon that was so simple it blew my fucking mind like i was like are you fucking serious the ancient beasts were more complex than this 
and this is what I'm doing right now. Um, for those who know what I'm talking about, it's the ship. Have you done that yet, Paola? Yeah, that's the first one uh, they kind of like nudged you to do. That was the simplest Zelda puzzle I've ever done in my life. It was like, it took me, I don't even, like, it didn't take any time. All I had to do was like, literally, it was just like, find out where the, the switches are. And then that was it. The boss battle, well, that was cool. I thought that was neat. Um, I thought that was pretty fun. I mean, it was classic Zelda, which I'm, I'm happy with, you know, like it was like, it was just like a really cool boss battle, but like the actual dungeon portion. And like, I suppose, I, I think they're considering the like lead up to the dungeon as being part of it. But even that wasn't interesting. It was just, it was just traversal. Um, and it wasn't complicated traversal either. It was just like, um, ascend, 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 gust, gust, gust. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I was like, having a like being challenged or having to think outside the box really it was just kind of straightforward um and so i was honestly i was highly disappointed by it and i found myself being like oh i thought this game was i thought they were you know taking a few lessons and going to give us a few more interesting um sort of dungeon encounters but instead the game to me feels uh no it does not feel cohesive um in my opinion um the shrines and this was a bit of a problem with Breath of the Wild as well, but I think perhaps the novelty of them made it seem not as big of a deal. Um, but the shrines to me feel like um, they they feel novelty-esque in the sense that it's like, they've always just felt like game design rooms, right? Like they've never really to me felt like they belonged in the world of the game. They've always felt very disconnected from the world. Which, listen, like, I'm fine with that, you know? Like, I can, it's, it's a game about saving a fictional kingdom. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really care if everything is super, super cohesive. But what ends up bothering me is that, like, you have this very um, non-cohesive, like, all these elements that really there's no, like, clear explanation for why they um, exist and why they're around. And then they'll put on sort of arbitrary rules, um for your character um, and, and for the world, like, you know, the horse thing was the biggest one that got me um, that make me go like, but why? So like, if you are going to break all these other world rules, why not just bust them open? Right. It's like, you know, okay. It's like when a game tells you, you have all this freedom, but actually you're very restricted. Um, and that's what this game feels a little bit like. Yeah, sure. You have freedom to build stuff. That's kind of cool. But like Ascend is also very, very specific. Um, it has a very low threshold of where you can actually go. Um, uh, recall again, very, very specific. Depends on the items that are being used on. Um, when you say specific, do you mean like situational? Yeah, like there's only certain things you can target, right? So like, Got you. and again, with Underhand, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, sure, you can build a bunch of stuff, but like, that's kind of it, right? And like, again, this is that game where it's like, it throws you in, it says like, go explore, but then you're constantly bumped up against roadblocks, which are usually your stamina or the Zonai charges or whatever you have. And I just know that the only way I'm going to get more of those is through just like unbelievable tedium. And I just don't want to do that. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to swing rock hammers at fucking minerals for like an couple hours just so that my fucking made up ships that take me 30 minutes to build can fly for longer than 10 seconds and I don't have to open my menu and press eat 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 on a fucking charge every couple seconds 
oh my God. I was like, like literally I thought I was going to go nuts just thinking about having to do that. I was like, oh my God, this does not sound like fun. This sounds like chores. Um, and I, I understand, like, I know pilot, you're gonna have the complete opposite side of this. And that is totally great. We get the, we get the two sides of the coin for this, uh, for this, um, feeling. Cause I know obviously people are liking it, but I, you know what? I feel like I'm not hearing as many people talk about this game as Breath of the Wild. I honestly feel like, like, I don't know about you guys, but have you been hearing people talking a shit ton about this game? Like, I mean, I'm quite unplugged from the whole Zelda thing, so probably not the yeah. best person to answer, but yeah. Paula? In my case, my Twitter feed is full of it, even from my uh, friends who usually just play Ajome and then just jump into Tears of the Kingdom. And I feel because of the crazy shit you can do on Tears of the Kingdom that you cannot do in Breath of the Wild, I actually even hear more about Tears of the Kingdom than Brother. Breath of the Wild. But see, that's what I'm... No, but that... Yeah, this is it, though. This is it. This is why this is why this game is really pissing me off. Because this game feels as though it was made to be shareable. Not to be experienced. To be this thing where it's like, well, you know, we have this cool thing. So people are going to show off a bunch of cool shit. And it feels like... And, and everything that I see, people talk about that, too, right? Like, look at the cool things people are making. It's not like, hey, isn't this game an interesting, um, well-structured sort of um adventure that you go on it's like no look at the cool stuff i can do which again is the minecraft thing it's like i don't need that in zelda i want a fun adventure to go on i don't care what you made i don't give a fuck if you made a giant booby trap <laughs> that's fucking stupid i don't care right like do you know what i mean like i've seen these videos pop up of people doing these booby traps and i was like cool you trapped a couple of goblins what do you what do you want from me right like i'm like because like because you you know that that took like an hour to do and i was like and that's great and i'm glad you had that time but i don't have that kind of time anymore in my life you know um so for those who do have the time that's awesome and wonderful it's just that um i'm no longer there and uh i feel very strongly about the design decisions made in this game um and i feel like again this is all just me obviously um, it's just my own personal opinion on this and everyone can disagree with me and I, I totally valid. Um, but I just feel as though the design decisions that were made were made, um, to me, it feels as though what the result has become, because I'm certain when they made it, that wasn't their design. Well, actually, I don't know. It could have been, but, um, it feels as though the big thought of it was, I wonder how much we can get this shared. Um, and that's a lot of what I'm seeing in here. And I feel like there's this thing about how it's like, oh, it's it's even more open and you can do even more things than you could in other ones. And I was like, I guess you sort of can, but you're doing that within a really, really rigid set of parameters. Um, that, and again, it's like, you're not actually breaking anything, right? Like the game is very rigid in what you can actually do, which I understand games have to do, but it makes the opening a slog. Um, it really feels sluggish at this point because traversal is slow and even if you spend all this time building something it can barely go anywhere because it loses its charge so fast so you have to go and mine things in order to get that um of which you're too weak anyway so you're probably gonna have to go get more hearts and things um so you're gonna have to go through the shrines which means you're gonna have to go walk around a whole bunch um or maybe get a horse but that horse is gonna get stiff you know what i mean like there's all of these things that like i know for some people it doesn't matter like they're probably like oh that i didn't care i i liked running around and all that and like and i'm very happy for you and i think that's on awesome but it's just like i also am a little annoyed because i've had some 
I've not from you guys at all or anyone in the community, but I've had some pushback of like saying that like that's not what the game's like. And I'm like, I am playing the game. I think I know what my experience is like. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, do you though? Right? Or then they'll say, oh, but you're, you're supposed to go do this. And I was like, no, 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 stop right there. If I play the game and the game doesn't show me how to do something, I should not have to go figure it out elsewhere, right? And I'm guilty of this sometimes with certain games. Like I say certain things, but I, I, I fully feel that is an unacceptable answer when they say like, oh no, you got to go figure this thing out. And I was like, no, 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 no. If it's not prevalent in the game, that's a problem. Um, because how am I even, because what am I even supposed to search for, right? Like if there's some kind of trick thing that I'm supposed to be doing, how would I even know what to look for, right? You know what I mean? Like unless it appears, it's like, eh. I think there'll be exceptions. Broad brush, I think I get where you're coming from. I The interesting thing to me from the outside looking in is how much this game shows itself as a DLC that became a full sequel. Yeah. Because that that's the history, right? Like the, the, the Ultra Hand abilities and that other stuff was supposed to be part of a DLC and it grew in scope to the point that it was decided that actually it warranted being a full game in its own right. Um, that's part of why it uses the same map. Um, yeah. That's part of why it takes certain other things from Breath of the Wild. Because um, that's I don't have a good answer. No, but. honestly, it feels like it. Because that that is the part of it. It feels like an incomplete tool set in a lot of ways. Like as you're playing, you're like, oh, I guess this is everything that I have for this game. Um, which is why, like, yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's a big element of it actually. Where like probably for some reason for me, it just feels like the tool set that I have is incomplete and that i want more you know i really and i'm and i'm missing that i'm missing it a lot um and i don't have a i don't have a good answer here because there's no easy way of this right like i famously do not love skyward sword so i don't like the ultra linearity um at the same time um i am a major fan of link between worlds and all the 2d zeldas so i probably just had that bias there but i'm also a huge fan of wind waker which had that open but also some linearity to it so yeah i don't know that's where I'm at with the game. But uh, Paula, prove me wrong. <laughs> and this yes, is probably a nice segue into... I was just going to say this is a good segue into playing because, Paula, this is more or less the only thing you're playing, let's be real. Yeah. And I'm totally Yeah, we uh, one exception because of public transport, but that's not the point. But yeah. Um, I have to say, first things first, this game, to me, doesn't feel like DLC. That's the the one thing that I've been that like up until the last trailer, I was kind of worried that it might feel like DLC. But after the last trailer and uh, diving into the game, I feel like this game is completely its own separate thing. Oh no! Like, sorry, I should be clear. It is clearly it's big enough to be its own thing. It's just you can feel the roots of how it was started. I I think is more what I mean. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's where we agree to disagree because, in my opinion, you can do like pretty much everything uh. you are able to do with the new set of tools you're given, and even more. Like, even if elemental arrows are no longer a thing, you can make like all different kinds of arrows, including elemental arrows. And also, you are able to like all these um, materials that you used to get, like in spades and Breath of the Wild. You still get in huge quantities on Tears of the Kingdom, and now they have a use for them. 
that's what I'm trying to say here. So in that sense, I feel like they really expanded upon a lot of the things. Now, um, I don't want to turn this into let's respond to Alex's uh, opinion, even though that opinion might be not uh, completely correct. Sorry. Well, <laughs> okay, then you okay, should no. respond to it. No, uh, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Sorry, Alex. Sorry, you're getting old and you don't like to build stuff. I oh my don't. god, sorry, that came up like so much. Oh, who are you and what have you done with Paula? Yeah. Well, that's why you wow. should respond. I want to hear what you think. <laughs> okay. So, um, there's kind of like a story reason for the shrines and in both games that I feel like it's acceptable, but I don't feel it's acceptable. It's the one type of shrine where you get all your stuff um, taken from you. Oh, yeah. And you have to build stuff just with, uh, and you have to run around your aunties and kill all the enemies just with the stuff that is in the room. That is like the only kind of shrine, of shrine where I say, hey, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Because you are already not able to um, pull any um of the sonai stuff on the shrine yeah you can't pull out the devices right you you can pull the the devices so why 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 are you taking like everything else like away from me when the objective of this is like to just teach you how to use the um the the devices in a more like creative way i i think but other than that I do still feel like the Sonai Shrines are part of the world, mainly because of how, first of all, how the story is built, no spoilers there, but also how the, begin, the, the starting section feels. Like they're making it like a pretty clear and even clearer like in the last game that there is like a civilization that left some stuff mm -hmm. for you. And in this case, it is, very well this like is specifically designed for the hero to be able to defeat the, the king of evil mm -hmm. Plus, oh, I, uh, the... I was gonna say no I, I agree with you 100 on that i have no problem with the zonai devices and stuff like i think they explain that really well the shrines i still think are a little weird but like i said i'm willing to, to, to extend my disbelief for those ones yeah and also i like how the uh, light orbs in this case, instead of the spirit orbs like you got in the last game that are like to enhance your spirit, whatever that means, uh, the light orbs that you get here are framed in a way that they are like getting the corruption away from like out of link. Mm -hmm. So that, in my opinion, was a neat, uh, a very neat thing. Now, uh, tackling the, uh, Sonic devices and Sonic constructions. Um, I even though you start with a li very limited amount of battery, and I'm gonna say, I thought that getting 100 um, not charges the like those triangle thingies. Sonite. No, not Sonite. The thing you refine the Sonite into. Which I forgot the name of, of. I don't even. But know. those are I thought when I was farming from them, they were supposed to give you a full battery. They only give you a third of a battery. 
So the amount of uh, farming you have to do for them is staggering. Yeah. The thing is, is that um, the more effective way to use the devices to get batteries, like outside batteries that you can attach to the thing, and they are like a full um, charge of your own battery. So that way you can fly for longer or you can move your uh, sunlight device thing for longer. And there are ways to make them last longer depending on how you build them or what to use to build them. So in that way, I feel like that you have to um, prioritize what you want your um, your vehicle or device construct to do um, to make the most out of it. And that, in my opinion, is part of the puzzle and, I, and it's something that I like. Still, um, I feel like, especially in the underground, when they give you like things to build stuff out, they give you like the right tools uh, to traverse whatever space you're supposed to traverse if you want to avoid all enemies. Now you're not, um, of, I think you're not obligated to use them like at any point in time. Like you could, like in the in the broken rails, for example. Instead of building a minecart, you can literally just attach a minecart to your chill and chill surf on the rails. And there are ways like to bypass having to build stuff, like being stealthy and avoiding enemies, or like just cause, or like uh, fly using the the ability you get on the on the ship. Uh, what what other point did you set? I'm trying to remember. Like, well, here, what are you trying to remember? I think part of it is like that's actually part of what I, bothers me a little bit is that mm -hmm. um, I don't like the way this game makes me feel. Straight up, <laughs> straight up, honestly. And I know it, it sounds sort of silly, like, and and it is, you know. But when I see those um big building things and all these things I have to build, and I'm just a little like. Like, I feel a little just like, oh, God, I have to go and make all this. So, like, there's this feeling of, like, genuinely, like, okay, well, am I just an idiot who doesn't want to build this? Um, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, there's that feeling of, like, like, sometimes the game makes me feel like I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to go do this thing. And it's like, but I really just, I don't want to, oh, my God, I have to do that. And then if you lose it, if you die or something, it's just gone. So you're like, oh, I did all of that work for literally nothing. Like, you know, it's just very, um, it's very disheartening at times, you know? And again, that's, this, this is a me thing, but it just, it doesn't make me feel good, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I want. And like, listen, I know not all games need to do that, right? Dark Souls has made their bank on making you feel bad. Um, but it's just like, that ain't what I'm like here for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't um, think that's an unfair thing either. I don't think I'm the only one who feels that way. I I think I've seen a lot of people who have who have had that feeling. <laughs> I know it's kind of frustrating because the game and the story, like compared to Breath of the Wild, is really good. Like mm -hmm. they made, and even like the side quests, they made some very interesting ones uh, that are like 
creative in a way. Yes. So you know what? Okay. Yes. I'm a hundred percent on board with you there. I, I do genuinely think that the story of this one, and like you said, the side quests and the people are way, 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 way. Well, okay. Maybe not way, 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 but they're, they're more interesting than Breath of the Wild. Um, not saying Breath of the Wild was bad. It was good. It's just, I do think this part is much better. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's my general response to what uh, Alex said about the game. Um, now, if you don't mind, I want to jump into gush. what has been happening <laughs> on my own adventure because I've been going places here. Yeah. Just let me make sure that he is with headphones and he doesn't hear me because some may. Okay, so um, first of all, I tried to feed a Galeok. And I was like halfway through uh, beating the first Gliok next to the, I think it was the Tavantas table. And, you know, Gliok is this giant three-headed dragon that is like flying oh, through the sky. Yeah. And the first one kind of like likes to throw first bread and ice beams and all kinds of icy stuff to you. And the thing is, is that I was kind of prepared but not fully prepared because I didn't have like uh, a lot of um, bows. I have many arrows, I didn't have enough bows. And I got a couple of them on my way there because I got a couple of goblins and then I was assigned to try to defeat Cleo. I broke all my bows, every single one of them, because there were like the, the vocaling ones that were like uh, they have like really low durability in general, and instead of having like to sh two shot the each of the Gleox head, I had to like five shot if uh, of them uh, and have to be quick about it. So the Gleox fell onto the ground. I I could just uh, hit it, and I wasn't making a lot of damage to it. So after ten fifteen minutes, maybe I was. Over halfway there uh, in, in my way to defeat it. And it froze me and it killed me. And it wasn't a good time. But I wasn't gonna let that oversized lizard beat um, my ass and just run away. I got a better bow. I prepared myself. So I had these um, staves, and I discovered that uh, you could attach a gemstone to them and just make a very powerful weapon. So instead of using a ruby or a sapphire or a topaz that makes that and have like a elemental weapon, I attach a diamond to it. I also had a good sword and attach a diamond to that too. I also um, attach rockets to all of my shields and had some extra springs uh, to work with there. So I went and battled the Gliok again. This time with a better bow, I was able to to shot each head before it fell into the ground. The rockets gave me the opportunity to just do that on, on like, the slow motion uh, mode. And when I got to a quarter of its health, 
I the the Gliok just went very very high into the sky and I wasn't able to reach it like with normal arrows. So what I did is like to pile up two of the sunlight springs and just uh stomp on 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 them and go really really high into the sky and I was able to with a bit of help from the um home on arrows because you can just attach an eye and make it like an automatically hit arrow. Hit mm -hmm. every head of the Gliok twice. The, it took a shit ton of fall damage. And with the um, diamond sword, I just finally, finally beat it. And it was awesome. Like, it was such an adventure uh, to defeat such a huge boss and such a difficult boss. And I am worried because there's there's actually a boss that is more difficult than that, which is called King Gliok. One head of each element, a lot more health, and usually I think the places where you find it, correct me if I'm wrong, dear viewers or dear listeners, they usually have like a lot less space to work with because some of them are, are on islands in the sky. So I have to prepare uh, to face that kind of Leoc. I also started like going around and um, letting the great fairies like out of the flower because um, they kind of like wanted to hear music. So I brought the music and those kind of cycles were kind of fun because you because you have to um, bring along, like, like bring back the, uh, what was the name of this band? Like the band that goes like to each um, stable and the stable trotters, yeah. I think, or the higher trotters, I don't remember. But they, you have to bring the the group back together and visit each great fairy with them. So they uh, serenade the great fairy and the great fairy is like, hey, I'm happy again. I'm not grumpy anymore. So yeah. And I'm on the last one right now. So I'll be able to have like level four clothing. Uh, so I don't get one shot or two shot by enemies anymore, which is nice. Uh, on the other hand, I've been using the piece of information like the other day to explore the underground that each light route is connected to a shrine above it. So their placing on the map is the same. And there, I was following a quest. I put at those bloom flowers, bloom thingies, lighting glowing thingies, I don't remember the name of it, and on the ground. Are they bright they, bloom flowers? They're usually light bloom flowers? Are they bright bloom? Isn't that what they're called? Bright bloom, yeah. Bright bloom, bright bloom flowers. And there's sometimes going to be like those little small frogs thingies trying to eat the bright bloom flower. And you can just dispose of them real quick. But then... I shoot one of those flowers into the dark. 
I was walking towards it because the place was now uh, illuminated. But then a huge shadow started like moving from uh, from the more dark places. And it was like slowly moving towards the flower. And it was a giant frog thing. It is called a frog. And it is scary. It has like one eye. It it has like three um, or deposits on its back. It is a monster. <coughs> and it was a scary fight because the the you cannot damage it by hitting it like on any place. You have to stun it or hit it in the eye or like hitting the horse on its back for it to take uh, damage. So it's kind of like... A, Something between a stone talus and a hinox. Hinox, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, plus King Dodongo from Ocarina of Time because uh, it starts trying to uh, like do the vacuum thing and you have to give it something to eat instead of you because it will chew on you and it will take a lot of your health. So finally I beat it. I got the thing I was supposed to get. I got the hell out of there. In another adventure, I discovered that you can just ride on those uh, divine dragons. Like you could you couldn't do that on Breath of the Wild. If you if you try to step like on their backs or on their faces, they're just either freeze you, electrocuted you, or uh burned you into a crisp. But now you if you have like the appropriate clothing to resist like the elemental damage, you could just take um like just board on go aboard uh Lanair, no uh Nitra Express and just follow along whatever is the uh set path of the dragon and explore Hyrule from above. And below because it goes into the under in the underground too, which I found to be kind of cool because you see things for from a height that you're not usually supposed to see things from, and you don't have to use any stamina and you don't have to use any any devices, so you could just chill there. See what I did there because it is the drag ice dragon. You could just chill with Hydra and uh, let it take uh, let it take you to places. And besides, it is still praising you if you get like too close to its to, to its nostrils. Um, I just had a chill time marking like the locations of different things that I saw. Uh, in my way, like shrines, towers. I actually landed on on a tower on the on Mount Laneiro, so I was able to get that fairly easily. And then, because the adventures don't end there, no, no, no. I discovered that the Jika clan have gotten. A little craftier. The Jigan clan are like the um I'm gonna say they're they were they used to be Chica and after the 
events that happen on the prior time Calamity, dra calamity Dragon appear. Oh my god, Calamity Dragon, not the, the, the one in, the, in Breath of the Wild, like prior to that, appeared. Uh, since the Highlands kind of like managed the Chica technology, the Chica were like, hey, some of the Chica split and became the Chica. So they um, kind of like sort alliance to, to the King of Evil in that regard. So they're getting craftier and now you can just be walking and there's like a random man a mighty banana on the floor. And if you take it, it's actually a trap and it's the Giga trying to capture you or kill you, whatever they feel like that day. So it's a silly thing, but it's a thing that I used to do like to the Giga because I haven't tried out in this game, but in Breath of the Wild, if you're battling a Giga, you could just throw a banana and, it, and they would get distracted by it because they love bananas. So they kind of learn from Link from last game and think that the same trap Link uh, used on them is going to work this time around, but on Link, which is kind of funny. But also, there are some trees that move like you 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 were you you would just be walking down the forest and suddenly a tree would just uproot itself and start walking and try to hit you those are actually giga in disguise there's like a diary over somewhere where it says that some giga have started like trying to camouflage themselves with things like trees and just wait to ambush the, the hero of Hyrule that way, which is kind of funny. And kind of like um, morbid in a way, because the best way to dispose of them is like two hits of an axe. So you're kind of like splitting a giga in half, but they don't show you that. Is they that just show that it. Because like when those trees move, their roots are moving. Yeah, the roots are moving. Um, I I don't know. Like, hmm. I feel like it's supposed to be a tree, but also the game is trying you is telling me that they are like kind of like the Giga disguising themselves as trees. I don't know. Is it just that the Giga are sometimes disguising themselves as trees and not? Because like, wouldn't the Giga just come out of the tree when you to ambush you? That is like the smart thing to do, but this is a Giga. Okay. I still feel like they're just trees that come alive, but maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the tree is like uh, trying to claim revenge on the many times that I had to chop them, um, up. chop them up. Like, I had to chop a lot of trees in Breath of the Wild to get yeah. um, like the big side quest that needs a lot of wood for it to, to work, pretty much. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Tarry Town? No? Come on! You didn't do that quest? No, Rick just made a... <laughs> All I have to say is... <laughs> oh, what, what made it perfect is just the dichotomy of Alex putting his head straight in his hands and Paladin like, you do? You do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
Just the, the pure innocence on the other side of it. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, pal. He was talking about something very different, but... <laughs> Sorry, that went way over my yeah, head. Yeah, it did, and that's fine. We can let it go there. <laughs> I think that reflects better on you than yeah, it does on I me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway. The other... Anyway, the trees are trying to take uh, revenge on what I did to the folk. So never mind that. Um, and that's pretty much... All I've been up to besides just diving into caves and see what's in there and trying to get the forgot the name of them, the bubble pros or whatever they are called now. But they're like the the tiny rabbit blue things, but they're like a big frog that is kind of shiny and and have like those antennas. Sorry, this is totally off topic, but I love how Rick at the start of this was like, I don't know if this is going to be long enough. And here we are 30 minutes into our Zelda talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, split between the both of us, but. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it's more than 30 minutes. This is like 40 minutes of Zelda talk. <laughs> oh my God. How <laughs> foolish and naive I was. Yeah, right. Uh, You're very, very naive, Rick. Yeah, because let me look at the oh, times Oh, and there's... Here. Yeah, you've talked about it for half an hour now, Paul, actually. There we go. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. That's fine. You're having anyway. a good time. It's Zelda. That's, all, <laughs> that's, that's what this podcast is all about. Someone has to, I suppose. Yes. Someone has to, yeah. <laughs> there's one more thing that I discovered that was very, very scary, in my opinion. Tell so, remember... I don't know if you noticed in the trailers that there were like some kind of like mummy thingies. Um, those are the giftos, like they, the ones in Majora Mask, Majora's Mask. They're they're like mummies, like wrapped into bandages and stuff like that. They made them like super creepy here. Okay. And some of them can fly. So, and they're like very, very tough. Like I tried killing one and I couldn't. Like there's that much sponges and I don't want to get near them because of my experience with bats, with pastel titles. But they are scary and I don't like them. So I knocked the hell out of there because I was on my way to somewhere and the map was being a bitch because there's, there, was, there was some kind of interference, I guess. And there was a sandstorm, and then there were like these humanoid figures walking through this uh, through the storm, and some of them have like arrows, like on them, and it was like, hey, I think I know what those are, so I'm getting the hell out of here. So yeah, that that those that wasn't a good time. So I nope out of there, and then I learned thanks to was it Alpha or T two who told me? I think it was Alpha. Um, I talk about that experience like in the in the uh, Discord where we have like a a a, a little this um, section of it just um, um Tears of the Kingdom. And one of them told me, hey, it gets worse. Some of them fly. And I was like, yep, nope, bye. 
and I haven't been there ever since because I'm scared. That I'm scared of buying gift bows. Anyway, with that, that is uh, all about I can cram into this episode of the podcast about Tears of Kingdom because otherwise we'll be here for a very, very, very long time. The other game that I've been playing is Pokemon Emerald because, I don't know, the 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 trip to uni and back is kind of long, it's kind of boring, so why not bring my trusty GBA with me? And the thing is, is that I think the um, flashcard kind of like drains the hell out of the battery, so I haven't been able to play much, And but... I am on my way to, what's the name of the city? So I'm going to the first gym, which is Prosporo, I think. And right now my team consists of Mango the Mudkip, um, Buttercup the Silcoon, and um, Naraka the Gralts. So, that is pretty much what I've been up to there. I haven't been playing much. I've been playing more Zelda. But hopefully, if I find my uh, a way to make the battery last longer, or maybe I could just mod it. Probably that way I would be able to play a lot more. Or maybe I just didn't charge the thing correctly the other day. So maybe that's the problem with it, hopefully. So yeah, um, Rick. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a few things, nothing Zelda related. Uh, mostly stuff I was already playing, so we'll, uh, we'll barrel through those first of all. Uh, I've played a fair bit more of Final Fantasy VII Remake, actually. I, For people who played the original the Remake, I've just finished at the Honey Bee Inn. Um, it's a very interesting sort of amendment to the setup this time in, in a variety of ways. Um, I have had a couple of battles where the game's lack of a proper sort of parry effective block maneuver. Like the, I feel like I've run up against the limitations of the combat system they set up in a couple of edge cases. Uh, for the most part, I'm still really, really, really warm on this. I think it's a, an excellent game still. And I've really enjoyed seeing these characters with a, a an action moveset. Um, Tifa and Aerith especially, I feel like they've fleshed their characters and movesets out significantly um, in the remake. Um, so still a big fan of that. Um, I gather from a friend who's recently beat it that once I hit sort of chapter 12, I'm on chapter 10 at the moment, uh, things will start to pick up in terms of the pace, which I sort of welcome because... As much as I'm enjoying this, I do want to to feel the momentum pick up. It does feel like it's uh, it slowed a little bit. Um, and part of that's a function of me just playing it for 10 minutes at a time for the most part. Like This last week's been unique in that I've managed to, over a few sessions, carve out like four or five hours to make a real dent in the game. Um, so some of that is me for sure. Some of that is the game maybe not being as tight as it otherwise could have been. Um, I've played some more of Radiant Historia. I could gush about that game so much. It's still fantastic. Um, I'm progressing in the story. It's still sort of drip feeding new bits of information and combat abilities and world building and setup. So that's really, really cool. 
Um, I've played some more Forgive Me Father, uh, and that's the last of the, the games that I've sort of continued on from last week. Um, definitely warming up to it a lot more now that I've got more options in terms of combat. I've unlocked a couple of the abilities. Um, I've got more weapons. Uh, the skill tree is quite good in that for most of the weapons, it offers you two discrete upgrade paths, um, and you kind of have to pick one or the other. Um, so you definitely feel a, a sense of investment in what you're picking and what you're doing. Um, it's pretty generous with how often it's drip feeding you those. Um, and there's more of a variety of locales and enemies uh, already. I think I'm, I'm maybe about a third of the way through this game based roughly on um, the level I'm on versus level count. Um, the art continues to impress. Um, there's a real... It does absolutely copy Darkest Dungeon's homework, but seeing that kind of art and aesthetic in a boomer shooter, in a first-person shooter, um, it really, really works. And a lot of care has gone into making those designs um, engaging and interesting, both from a visual but also from a mechanical standpoint, uh, which I really, really dig. Uh, I've got two new games on the go as of this week. Uh, the first is a little sort of visual novel type game from Square Enix called Paranorma Site, The Seven Mysteries of Honjo. Even by visual novel standards, this is very, very sort of text, lore entry heavy. But it leans into that, and right from the off, there's lots of intrigue at the game. Does a, a, a phenomenal job of sort of planting some seeds and, and sinking some hooks in early. Um, I'm very interested to see where this story goes. And it's got some real nice art. It's like a, um, it reminds me a little bit of Zero Time Dilemma, but with like a, a soft filter over the top. It's like these sort of cell shaded, but sort of not low poly 3D models with some 2D art built in and around it. Uh, there's not as much animated movement. It's more transitions between stills. And I think that suits what the game's going for. At very, very early days, I'll have more to say on this one as we go through, but initial impression, very good. Uh, and the last game is a co-op game called Judge, but stylized Jidge, the, the U is replaced by a Y. Now, I'm playing this over remote play with my little brother, uh, and we have had a blast. At, at, at its core, this is a relatively by-the-numbers twin-stick shooter with a cyberpunk Judge Stred send-up sort of premise as well as a huge variety of character and weapon mods um level objectives and a real commitment to the bit when it comes to replacing letters with the letter y where they have no justice being there so a good core of our playtime has just been laughing at the fact that the game doesn't have lead bullets it has lead billets um, it doesn't have a laser gun. It has a laser gun. Um, we don't operate out of the center of justice. We operate out of the center of justice. Um, and it's, it's justice executed, not executed. It really, really goes hard. And I respect that. And I find that immensely funny. Remote play for this has been very, very stable, which is also impressive. Seamless hasn't taken any effort to get it working. The game does feel a little bit limited content-wise. 
and the reason I say that is that it operates on a three-star system for rating for level completion. And once you get to about level six, it unlocks an extra sort of harder difficulty per mission with three new objectives to hit. The, the, the points gating is such that you have to go and replay some of those levels before you can get onto the new one. And because we're playing, you know, four or five levels every few nights on co-op over the internet, that cadence is working and it's not too much of an impediment. I think if this is a game you're playing solo, that is likely to be a big sticking point. And it's cool. This game's really, really cool. It's from the guys who made Neon Chrome, uh, Time Recoil. It's not a big studio, but they absolutely know what they're doing in terms of competent twin-stick shooters with some good ideas. So we have been very much enjoying this one. Um, I'll be interested at some point. I need to touch base with a friend of the podcast, Uwe, who I believe has also played a bit of this game. Um, but anyone who's looking for something uh, low-stakes, co-op, particularly over remote play, so far, so good in a, in the opening sort of two, two and a bit hours of this game. Um, that takes me through my completions. Alex, you've, or my playings, I should say. Alex, you have one game on the go. Yeah, well, yeah, this is the big one. Um, I started Yakuza 3 Remastered. So, yeah, I was, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I've been playing Tears Kingdom on the on the bus, right? Like, that was sort of the, the situation there. Uh, and I, I was missing my Steam Deck, honestly. I was kind of like, I was like, man, I... I want to play this more. So um, I decided, you know what? I, I really want to play the Yakuza games and I have them on Steam. So I was like, let's do it. Um, Yakuza 3 Remastered is perfect on Steam Deck. Like it, this feels like just the best way to play this particular version because it is a, a major graphical, I wouldn't say major, but it is definitely a graphical downstep from Yakuza Kiwami 2 because obviously Kiwami 2 is in the new engine. Uh, I think this might have been remastered in the engine, but it's not It's not like running in that engine. Like it wasn't like remade from the ground up. It's just kind of a remastered of a PS3 game. Um, man, I feel like this game must have been pretty divisive when it came out. Uh, because like the first little bit is you in Okinawa running an orphanage, um, which to be clear, I love. It's like very, uh, it's very fun to see Kiryu because like he's an orphan, right? And, like seeing him try to raise these kids and like helping them out and stuff. It's just very like, it's twee, but not too twee, you know? Like, it's not too sickly sweet. It's just, like, it's just the right amount. Um, and obviously, there's still, like, you know, there's this whole thing that's unfolding as I'm going, as I'm into it now. I'm in, like, the third chapter, I think. And there's, like, 12 chapters. But, you know, um, Yakuza games, their chapters are sort of fucked, right? Like, it's, like, some chapters are, like, two missions. And then others are just, like, this is a six-hour chapter, you know? <laughs> um, there's kind of no rhyme or reason there. Um, I am just kind of barreling through it. Like uh, with these older Yakuza games, I'm not, I'm not like doing all the side stuff, which I, I also think is like maybe the right way to play them now because, you know, I, I assume when they come out, it's like you devour them. You know what I mean? Like you go through and you do like everything that you can within them. Um, but if you were to do that with each game, oh my God, you would be spending like hundreds of hours in these games. Uh, whereas I think I can get through this and probably like, I think I can rush it in like 13 or so hours. Like I'm pretty damn confident I can do that. Um, which to me is totally fine. Again, I just like getting through them. Like Yakuza games just hit a little something for me. And like, they're very, it's actually really good pick up and put down kind of game because like you get through a really long cut scene and then you do a little bit of a fighting and then you watch another long cut scene and then you're ready to, you know what I mean? Like my transit's over. And so I'm like, Nice. That works great, actually. Then you pick it up and you do the same thing over and over. And it's uh, it's just 
I, I don't I just like Yakuza so much. It just hits all of the right things. And like it's funny because like this is a game that weirdly enough, like the Yakuza games in general, except like a dragon. I think like a dragon actually does change this. It's like all of the things that you're told you shouldn't do in a game in a game that works really well. Like the sense of where it's like, you know, your player should have agency. You shouldn't have like, you know, two hour cutscenes or whatever. Like you should, you know what I mean? Like your player should be able to go do that, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, this game's like, nah, nah. It's just going to be a movie. But also you get to punch guys sometimes. But it's a movie. <laughs> You're like, or like a TV show. And I'm like, and somehow they make it work because there's just enough personality in it. But, 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 but. If you are somebody who like gets very, and also first off, doesn't buy into the Yakuza goofiness and self-seriousness and also wants to not be watching things a fair bit, you'll hate this. So like just really fucking early warning here. You will feel the way that I feel about Tears of the Kingdom about this game if that is not your, your uh, if that's not your bag, all right? Like I'm just... Under no auspices here, just pre-warning anybody who wants to get into Yakuza that you need to be down for the silliness, the self-seriousness, and for like genuinely good cutscenes that are actually quite fun, but they will be long. We're not talking Metal Gear Solid 4 long, but they are long. <laughs> um, so that's that's my PSA. Um, I still think everyone should play them though. But Like a Dragon fixes that, I actually think, because of the uh, the turn-based nature of it. I actually think it's uh, it's it's more accessible for folks. So I would say try that one out. It's on Game Pass. Good good entryway into the series if you haven't played the rest of them and don't feel like spending hundreds of hours of your life playing the rest of them. But I will. <laughs> hmm. Um. Cool. I think that's it. Honestly, I don't know because neither of you have played uh, any of the Yakuza games, have you? And I'm yeah. not likely to for a long, long time. Yeah, I'm also Same. not sure that they're they'd be your cup of tea, Rick. I don't know. I, maybe the Japan stuff, maybe, but and like the like the story stuff, potentially. I think you might vibe with, but I don't know. I, I think you might find it tedious. Uh, I think if I were going to jump in, it'd be like a dragon that I start yeah. with. I think you would like. I feel like that's dragon. a solid entry point. Yeah, and and what clips I've seen of it. I feel like I could probably fuck with that one specifically. It's very good. And like, it, it's the most balanced of them, I would say, in terms of like gameplay versus story stuff. Um, mm. Maybe Judgment. Judgment you might enjoy as well. Judgment's pretty fun. Um, but I think yeah. it might be a little too tedious. I, I, if I were you, I would just someday play Like a Dragon because you don't have to play the rest of them. You could just play that and never play any others. Um, Paola, it's for sure are, a someday game. Exactly. Yeah. Paola, these are like fully your alley. Like you would... Yeah, these are entirely Paola games. You would very much enjoy these games, I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, my boyfriend was playing one of the Jackson games. I don't remember if... I think it was Zero. Maybe it was Zero. And one it looks game, interesting. Sorry? Like, it oh. looks fun. It is, yeah. Yakuza Zero is a masterpiece as well. Um, it's like the high point of the series, which is hilarious because it's the prequel. Um, but yeah, it's like the high point and I'm super glad I played that one first. My partner and I played through that one together and had a play. Actually, you know what? If you and your boyfriend played through that one together, you would have a lot of fun. Um, it's an extremely fun game to play with another person around. Anyway, that's, uh, that's it for me. Uh, you'll hear more Yakuza 3, but now let's move on to, this is our big one, uh, topic for the week. 
the future of the pod. So, um, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've probably already, we've already ripped the bandaid off, um, on discord. Uh, but basically, um, it's time to move on to season three, essentially. Uh, we sort of talked about at the beginning when we, when we started up this podcast again, um, we brought up the idea of a season two because there was a, there was a whole other group of podcasters who were in before us, which Rick was a part of, um, mm-hmm. you know, Kerf and, and, uh, zombie, right? <laughs> I actually don't know. Ultimate zombie toast Ultimate and zombie Kerf toast. Murph. And Kerf Murph. Yeah. They were the first season with 18 episodes of the podcast. Um, and, you know, we sort of came in during the pandemic, obviously in 2020, way back in, oh my God, three years mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Holy crap. Uh, so just about three years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was a sort of auditions. And so we came out and it was time to go. And we've, I don't think we've missed a week yet. Maybe one. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We've released. It's exactly one week. Exactly one missed. week that we missed. Yeah. And we've released hundreds of, uh, well over a hundred episodes now and many more than just the 115 we have here, or I guess it's 116 because of our new game pluses and stuff. And so we've done lots of things. Um, but we're coming to a point and this was sort of precipitated. I, I kind of brought this up a little bit before and like, just so audience members, you know, I got a new job this year. Um, I am a high school English teacher, <laughs> which has been very fun, uh, but it has been very intense. It's been a lot. Um, cause obviously I work full time now. Uh, and I also got a new hobby, which the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the team members here know about I've been my little figures that I paint while we were, while we're, <laughs> while we're chatting. Um, and it's sort of taken a lot of my time and it's taken a lot of my social time. Um, and my job is taking a lot of my time and I'm getting married in the summer, which is super exciting. Um, but it also means you know, new families coming around and, um, I started to realize that my gaming time and look this week is actually a really good example i have one beaten game one game i've retired and one game that i am playing (laughs) right and i've also noticed that like my passion for gaming has shifted a little bit um i still love to game but when i started this podcast and like when i started on the podcast not started this podcast you know what i mean when i started on the podcast this iteration for sure yeah. exactly thank you when i started on it um i was playing so many different games right and like trying to play as many possible games for the podcast as i could um and i just have noticed that my time has shrunken a bit and i the, and this is just me speaking for me personally i'm not sure that i bring or can bring enough to the table um, moving forward in terms of gaming. Because the thing is, like, I, I'm i very cognizant of the fact that there are, you guys actually listen to us, um, which is so amazing. And, I, like, first off, like, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for sticking around with us. And I know some, you know, you, you catch up later, and that's how podcasts work, right? Um, but I think for me, it's like, like for like take today for example talking about tears of the kingdom i have a feeling many of you listening knew exactly what i was going to say do you know what i mean like i'm sure that as listening you're like i know what alex's tastes are in games and even paula and rick they probably like when i put that up there i'm sure you knew like why that was going up there um which i think there's a there's a beauty to that right of you getting really to know us but then also i feel like it's time for new folk to sort of come on in 
um, at least for me. Um, and I'll let Rick sort of do your, your chat too and, and Paolo talk about your thing. But um, at this point, I want to go out of the podcast. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I should probably say this sooner <laughs> that essentially I will be bowing out of the podcast on episode 125 uh, as well as, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit. As more. well as me. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we started talking about this, what time of recording, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks um, ago. And I'm sure you won't mind me saying this. Alex sort of came on and said, I've got good news and bad news. Good yeah. news is I've got, I've got this job. Definitely got it. The bad news is that means I've not really got time for this anymore. You know, obviously yeah. there's other little things around and feeding, but bottom line is it's just a time thing. Yeah. Um, and, and to a certain extent that, that also sort of applies to me. Like it's definitely a bit of a juggle. I'm very fortunate that our time zones work out so I can do this in an evening yeah. uh, around other things. But um, the the podcast doesn't not take any time if you see what I mean. It's time that I could be putting towards other things in my life. And I think it's something that I've every now and then coyed with is, you know, mm should I still be doing this? Is this the right thing? And it's worth bearing in mind on and off. I've been doing this since 2018. Uh, yeah. when the podcast started February, 2018. Mm. That is over five years um, of listening to my voice. And I think where we probably differ a little bit is that my passion hasn't necessarily changed or waned or shifted in any way. Mm. I still play random shit. Like I'm known <laughs> IRL and online as the guy who plays the weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and is always playing something different. For me, I think the timing makes sense because if, yeah. if we're going to have some shuffling around and we'll come to this when, when you sort of uh, pick the mic up, Paola. Paola, um, as I understand, is planning to stay on. So we're going to have some continuity there. But I think it's right that I vacate the chair after, after this long that someone else um, gets the opportunity to do this really fun, um, rewarding thing and be part of this community and, and you know, taking that conversation forward. Um, I think it, it's uh, a good time for me to move at the same time as you're needing to move in essence. So that, that that's where I'm coming at this from. So um, where we'd left it, 125, that's going to be the last one as the three of us. Um, obviously, that's a couple of months through. Um, with any luck, by then we'll, we'll have a, a new team ready to, to get straight into season three the week after. Um, I think that's everything I want to say. It's it, for me, it's not that deep. It's just it's a good time for me to step away. You know, if, if yeah. we're if we're having a change, rip the bandaid off. That that's where I'm at with it. Um, I feel what like do you I'm, want to add to this palette? Where's your? Sorry, yeah, go, on. Yeah, go ahead. Palette. No, I was like, I feel like I'm talking like <laughs> parents going through divorce. It's not you guys. It's just us. <laughs> Mummy and daddy still love you no matter exactly. what. Don't forget that. We still love you. <laughs> well, this is why this was hard. Like, I remember bringing it up and, like, I had anxiety. Like, I'm sorry, Paolo. I'm going to jump. I'm just going to one little thing and let you jump in here. But, like, I remember, I like, bringing it up because I brought it up to, to you two. And I was, like, I had anxiety that whole day. I was, like, oh, my God, we're going to talk about this. And because, like, I – this has been so rewarding and fun. Like, doing this and, like, having now – we'll have had 125 episodes under our belts by the end of it. To me, it's just such a, like – it's hard to – uh it's hard to, you know, bow out of something when you're like, wow, we like, you know, I feel like we built something um, mm. with the help of this community and with this here. And so it's like, at that same time, I think what Rick and I talk about, it's like now it may be the right time to see that if we can make it continue. And ultimately, 
um, we have a big community. And so it's like, okay, is there a way to keep this podcast going and going and going, right? Um, and I think there is. Um, and I'm excited to shift to the other side of the table uh, and, and, and listen in uh, each week instead. But yeah, Paolo, yeah, why don't you- Pass the torch on. Yes, exactly. I wouldn't cry today. I'm like, <laughs> don't, don't say that. No, don't say that. No. No. Um, I am very conscious of that you both don't have the time anymore to do this. But on the other side of the table, I don't feel like I'm ready to leave the podcast just yet. Because again, it's something we feel together and it's something like I really cherish. And I just like to uh, get in a podcast with people or get in a call and just talk about the games and gush about the games like and just, and sometimes run each other to a crisp, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex, for earlier. I still feel no. bad about that. No, you're not. Oh, you don't be that. bad about that. That's fine. You, you, you can be the right girl. In it. <laughs> um, I knew that was coming anyway. I set myself up. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, still, I plan to still be a part of this podcast if people would have uh, this uh, crazy girl over here just gush about anything and everything. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know what else to say. Like, I I'm still like at a, at a loss uh, because of all of this, but I'm I I'd be like very. They're excited to have like two more people to to meet two more people and still be talking about uh, crazy gaming moments and crazy gaming stuff. And uh, since I'm again uh, on my way to be a game developer, maybe to still bring that kind of like insight into the podcast. Also, I'm going back to Otome in a little like probably next week because I they've been piling up. So yeah, Tommy Games ain't going anywhere. Well, and that's and, the. Uh, we, I was just gonna say we we joked private. I think I'm probably about to say in a different way what you were gonna say. We've joked privately like when Paula takes over, it's gonna be Otome every month. But <laughs> it, all all jokes aside, like I think it's probably reassuring for both of us that there is gonna be someone that that's been doing this for a while to to take this forward with fresh faces. I think uh continuity power is only a good thing yeah it it, it definitely reassured me because i was like okay this actually makes it feel like this will continue because i'm like okay paula is here and can keep going um and i was just gonna say paula you're also the one that i think it makes the most sense to continue because like you said you're in game development like this is your thing right like not only is it a hobby that you enjoy to do it is going to be and is frankly your profession at this moment right um so yeah. like it to me it just makes sense like for a time i was dabbling in some other things and i was you know more peripherally involved but now it's just like my life's just sort of changed and you know that's not not that's not a bad thing right it's just it's what happens um and i think rick and i both mentioned this i don't know if we talked about this yet but like i i want to go out on my own terms when things are good and leave it so that it's a nice transition and then things just go smooth and it's like, nice. You know, the legacy's not like crash and burn, right? Which is also why we're telling you all now, basically 10 episodes out, right? Because we want to make sure that we do this right. We don't know exactly how we're going to run the like, like 
finding who's next, but like, you know, those details will be on discord. And I, I, I think we should probably on the forums as well. Um, yeah. so there'll, there'll be more information there. Um, but this means if you've been listening and you're interested and you think like, Hey, this is a thing I would like to be doing, come on in. And like, look, you know, I was kind of, you know, I was peripherally known on the forums when, uh, when the audition came about, but I wasn't like, you know, crazily super insanely involved so if you're somebody who's been tangentially involved and you're talking you're around this could be your opportunity you know get known and come on in yeah yeah <laughs> i think we've nailed it <laughs> that, that was probably the, the point to leave it but all the all the the comms oh dear. <laughs> what have i done <laughs> yeah what have you done rick now i'm into it there we go. I, uh, we, we could have had a perfectly quiet podcast. None of you would have noticed that little sounds button on the Discord. And, uh, <laughs> but now it's too late. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the quiet part we're saying out loud is now that that's there, we cannot responsibly carry on recording episodes. No, we can't. Because it will descend into a farce. If it hasn't already. Yeah, exactly. I was like, now, once I learned, I was like, thank God you only found out about this 10 episodes out. <laughs> yeah. And um, all the, all the comm stuff will be in links, forum, discord, yeah. find a way to reach out to us. Obviously with this going on, we'll be looking, um, and, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Which means now it's time for. How long to beat the game? Um, which. Maybe this is just the final rounds of them, I guess. We just play to see who comes up at the end. Um, yeah, I think that's probably about yeah. where we're at, right? Yeah, because I technically won last time, but let's be real. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> as good cool as the idea was, pe- people, Pala, didn't follow through on, on playing the games that won Pala. So uh, it, it just doesn't end up working, does it, Paola? <laughs> I don't, I mean, what are you talking about? Who is this Paola? <laughs> oh, I don't know, she's not playing the games of the month, is she? Ah! Um, let's what do you got for us, Rick? Randomize. Uh, I have got, oh no, I'm randomizing users, not games. That's not going to work, is it? Um, mm. Right. Oh, okay. First roll. Can't always say that. Atelier Maruru, the Apprentice of Ireland, DX. Oh, Bless no. you. So it's, you're welcome. Yes, I did just call you that. <laughs> so, now, one, one more time for everyone in the back. Uh, the game this week is Atelier Maruru, the Apprentice of Ireland, DX. Oh, DX. Is this a, less, um, a Game Boy? Oh, no, Christ. I heard DX and I had, you know, um, Atelier Maruru. Yeah. Uh-huh. Saying it's uh, it's like a, a, a definitive edition. Not um, even going to try to Google shit for this. I'm not even. With, with new elements, extra content and features, including new costumes, new endings, and all the DLC from the PS3 original. Okay. Okay. I might actually be in my alley because I... I'm not in my goddamn alley. Yeah, I I have Atelier Chaldi, I think, for the Vita. And I've actually uh, looked up like a huge Atelier uh, list. Mm -hmm. So I more or less, unless they vary a lot, know 
what the Giants might be. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Rick, what's the special thing? So that's a great question. So in addition to a point each up for grabs for the main story, main plus, and 100% completion times, whoever guesses closest to those, uh, the, the two-pointer, the, the, the dealer's choice is going to be this. Uh, the game was released on four platforms. It was released on PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, uh, PC, and Nintendo oh, Switch. Oh, oh, oh. I want you to give me um, those the, the order from most to least um, that people played those games on. The platforms. Oh, can you repeat? Yeah. Because I saw it out. Yeah, so uh, the, there, are, there are four platforms this game was released on. Switch, PS4, Vita, PC. I want you to order them from most to least in terms of how many people played on each particular platform. Most to least. Yeah. So it's Vita? No, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, no, PC. I'm not giving the answer. I was, was going to say, whoa. The, ah. the, the I'm, I'm going to put it Just in the main group. I'm going to pop the platforms. I'm going to put the platforms. and forgot. Okay. It yes. was Switch, PS4, Vita, PC. PS4, sorry. I think I'm a little... Does PC count as emulated too? Never mind. Oh, shit. No. I might have screwed this up. Okay, never mind. Oh. Uh, it's too late. I've sat in my... I... Damn it. All right. I, I'm kind of confident. I'm confident about my last three. I'm not confident about the one I put in first. Mm. That one feels a little that's off. An old, that's not a zero. And I'm not confident about my times at all. I just know these games are big suckers. Yeah. Like, aren't they? Yeah, 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 right? Like, the Atelier games, aren't they yeah. big? I didn't even know there was... There's so many different names for these. I think I've heard of the there's, Atelier. There's fucking Sophia loads thing. of them. There are a lot of Atelier games. I don't yeah. think they're, like, massive budget to make, and they just keep pumping them out. Like, that, the Riser trilogy has all come out in the space of four years. So are they just kind of mental. slightly more, like, slightly generic, like, RPGs? Is that the idea? They, they are craft-focused RPGs, so you play oh. as an Atelier of some kind making potions tinctures all those sorts of things so uh -huh. there are normally overarching stories but you go out into the world fight gather resources and then you come back to the atelier and make potions and items to complete quests maybe to sell i don't know um i i have played a little bit of one of them which is specifically atelier lydian sual on ps4 and those games just aren't rick games like there's a lot of crafting involved the story's slow oh, I would hate and shit. meandering. And, you know, the artwork's nice enough. And I'm sure if you've not got other things to do with Thank your you. time, they're quite pleasant to play. But mm. they, they're just big, stodgy games. Um, it's my impression games, of them. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So we have our times and we have our orders. Um, so the main story time. Alex has put 25 hours. Paolo has put 25 and a half hours. Oh. Oh, and a half hour takes it. Oh. It is, it is exactly 25 and a half hours. Really? Oh, I might not be <laughs> that. Okay, I might be close then. But I think The, the half hours giveth, the half hours taketh away. I was going to kill um, you, though. Main plus, Paolo has put 35 and a half hours. Alex has put 40 hours. Uh, the correct time is 34 and a half hours, so that's 0.2 to Paolo. Um, completionist, 100%. Alex has put 80 hours. 
Paula has put 80 hours, 30 minutes. That is disgusting. 87 hours is the time. Oh, three for three for Paula. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Actually Price, been prices Price righted. Oof. Oof. And that brings us Well, I wasn't to... pretty confident on this one, so. <laughs> that brings us to the bonus points. So in order from most to least, uh, Alex says PC first, followed by Vita, Switch, and PS4. Uh, Paula says Switch first, followed by PC, PS4, and Vita. Uh, and interestingly, while Paula has listed the platforms in alphabetical order, um, it is not the correct order. Uh, the correct order, I think, is exactly the order that Alex is quoted, and it, it certainly yeah. is. So <laughs> 18 polled completions on PC, nice. followed by 12 on Vita, followed by nine on Switch, followed by one solitary completion poll on PS4. Wow, Ooh, yeah. I thought that Switch would get the, the, the most of them because that's where usually... Yeah, I, but I remember Rick talking about Atelier being a thing on Vita a while back. First, yeah. yeah. I think the, the Switch ports came late. And I think oh, that's where that's where you're that seeing sense. that accounted for. And I assume um, that PC the, might have been people playing it, you know, on the seven Cs. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the the PC's higher than I would have expected in your shoes. Nevertheless, mm. um, that makes it interesting because Alex claws a respectable score Whew. out of that round at the death. Ty and um, Paula so now twelve twelve. Oh, so it is with Rick one point behind on eleven. But I think I've I've got one more match in this game week. I think next match is uh, yeah me versus Paula. Yeah. So tune in next time for that and much more. That's why I started to freak out because I thought when when you didn't mention the emulated, I was like, wait, is emulated a category? Because I was thinking anyway. That that was my thoughts because Vita with emulation literally how it worked out. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, that's it. Toodaloo, folks. Yeah, bye. Bye.